Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our readings this morning are from Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 through 31. The Reverend Scott Quinn is preaching this morning. His sermon is titled, Which Side Are We On? You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a couple of highlights. Today at 11.30 a.m. on Zoom, the Reverend Dr. Leslie Veen will be teaching a perspectives class titled Spirituality in Chaotic Times. We hope you'll join us this morning and next Sunday for that. You'll find the link in your email. This Wednesday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m., we will have a Zoom Taze service, which will include communion. We invite you to have bread and cup for that. In preparation for World Communion Sunday on October 4th, the Presbyterian Church is sponsoring the Peace and Global Witness Offering, which promotes peace and justice around the world. Three-quarters of the offering will go to support regions of the world affected by disease, war, and famine. 7th Avenue's Leadership Council has decided to devote the remaining quarter to refugee resettlement in the Bay Area via Jewish Family Community Services. If you would like to contribute electronically or by check, please indicate peacemaking offering in the memo line. As this is Kickoff Sunday, Tim Kwan, Susan Baker-Lena, and Tim Kahn have a few words on a few ministries of the church and an invitation to get involved. First, Tim Kwan. Do you feel the need, the need to feed? Come join the mission and or congregational outreach teams to help provide food, transportation, visitations, volunteering, and more. We also plan to meet later this month or early in October to continue our conversations on how to move forward with racial justice. Additionally, we continue to offer support to anyone in our community financially impacted by COVID-19. If interested, or if you have any questions, Nick Endress or Tim Kwan would love to hear from you. I am Susan Baker Lane, Chair of the Worship Working Group. The vibrant worship life of 7th Avenue is core to who we are as a community and forms a solid basis for our other ministries. If you would like to help dream and plan our worship into life, please email me at the address in the announcements. Hello, I'm Tim Kahn, and I'm part of the 7th Avenue Leadership Council. I help out on finance and personnel teams. Maybe you're someone like me who is interested in the behind-the-scenes work that powers the life of the church. Uh, maybe you enjoy reviewing financial records or have an interest in or experience with managing property. Why not consider lending your time and skill to serve on one of the 7th Avenue teams that deals with the behind-the-scenes operational issues. If interested, please contact me or Reverend Myers or any person on council. Thank you. For our complete announcements, click the related hyperlink in your email. And now, in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God.
Arise, and lift your spirits. Arise, and lift your voices. Sing of God's freedom. Sing of the wonders of creation. God has called us together to tell heaven and earth of God's power, of God's love, and of God's might. So we sing of God's liberty as we make our way to freedom. Yes. Alleluia. Amen. God of love and light, you call us to live in faith with freedom. We acknowledge that far too often we don't do this. You invite us to move into new directions, and instead we cling to what we know. Free us to live with trust, seeking your light wherever we may be. And now in silence we continue our prayers to you. In freedom, Christ has set us free. 
In freedom, we discover God's expansiveness. In freedom, our eyes see in ways we've not seen before. In freedom, we discover God's love in new and abundant ways. Friends, in Christ, we are freed from all that binds us. In Christ, we are freed for life. Praise be to God. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 19th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out upon us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be open to hear your word this day. Amen. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel, and so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Yahweh drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Holy One in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. God clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for Yahweh is fighting for them against Egypt. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Sight. The deepest night is clear as 
Continuation from the book of Exodus. Listen for the word of God. Then God said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn, the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, Yahweh tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers. The entire army of pharaohs that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus God saved Israel that day from the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that Yahweh did against the Egyptians. So the people feared Yahweh and in Yahweh and believed in Yahweh and in God's servant Moses. Here ends the reading. Plague disrupts an unjust economic system in which a long oppressed people don't share in the rewards of their hard labor. The oppressed protest and begin to march, a march toward freedom and dignity. Rising discontent emerges in the nation as the plague kills many and wreaks economic havoc. The powers that be feel threatened. So the military is deployed to put the freedom marchers back in their place and maintain an oppressive status quo. While this might sound like America in 2020, it is also true of another people over 3,000 years ago. In our text for today, the children of Israel have been set free from slavery in Egypt. As they march toward a promised land, Pharaoh has a change of heart. He's lost his free labor, and there are pyramids to build. He sends his army to bring them back. The Israelites are slowly making their way together until they reach the seashore. Suddenly, the Egyptian army closes in, the Israelites are up against it. A sea in front of them, a hostile army behind them. They are trapped. 
What about you? Do you feel up against it? What is going on within you during this pandemic? During this time of racial unrest and our federal government's response? And as we face more wildfires and effects of climate change, do you feel trapped, not knowing which way to turn? And where do you find or try to find God in all of this? For the children of Israel, God appears in the form of a massive cloud, like a pillar that leads the way, but then moves to the rear to form a barrier between them and Pharaoh's army. On one side of the cloud, a strong wind blows on the sea until a dry path emerges in front of the children of Israel. In the third watch of the night, about 2 a.m., they start to cross over to the other side, walking on dry land. Now, on the other side of the cloud, the fire of lightning from the sky throws the Egyptian army into confusion. Rain creates a quicksand that clogs the chariot wheels. As the children of Israel reach the other side, the sea returns to normal and the Egyptian army is drowned in the maelstrom. On their side of the cloud is disaster. On the other side of the cloud is jubilation and celebration. God is praised for this deliverance from oppression. We are like the children of Israel. We know what it's like to be trapped and up against it, and we celebrate when set free. What has been your experience? Perhaps gender, race, sexual orientation, or a disability was used to marginalize you. Or perhaps your liberation is very personal, liberation from an oppressive job or an abusive relationship or from an addiction. For what liberation are you grateful? Our usual perspective is to see ourselves as the sympathetic characters in a Bible story. We like to see ourselves as the heroes, the ones being set free, the beloved of God on whom God's favor shines. True. But is it possible that in some ways we are also on the other side of the cloud? Are we also Egypt? For much of my life, I wasn't aware of my privilege. I studied, worked hard, faced challenges, and saw my achievements as fruits of my own labor. Yet I wasn't aware how my gender and skin color gave me advantages. I was swimming in systems that ensured I had a good education, healthcare, networking opportunities, and a host of other benefits not enjoyed by others. I didn't know what I didn't know. While I felt in my bones that I was like the children of Israel, I didn't realize that I was also Egypt. I see this played out in our own home. Our dog, Benny, lives on both sides of the cloud of oppression. Our alpha dog, Cowboy, will eat Benny's food if Benny fails to scarf it down quickly. Yet, while I'm preparing his food, 
Benny runs over to our cat Mojo and barks at him incessantly, letting him know that as a cat, he ranks dead last in the pack, and he better not come anywhere near his food. Benny lives on both sides of the cloud, as the disempowered and as the powerful. Most of us have been on both sides of the cloud. Most of us have experienced some sort of restriction, oppression, or unjust treatment. And we have participated in and benefited from a status quo that helped us thrive, while those of a different ethnicity or gender or living in another corner of the world work twice as hard to get half as far. We are the children of Israel and the children of Egypt. We live on both sides of the cloud. In Jewish tradition, the events of our text are retold each year in the ritual of the Seder meal. On Seder Eve, when recalling the plagues inflicted on the Egyptians, a single drop of wine is poured out of the wine cup. A medieval rabbi explained the reason. Israel's cup of joy cannot be full if Israel's triumph involves suffering, even of its enemies. In another rabbinical tradition, angels in heaven are about to break into songs of celebration as the children of Israel triumph. But the Holy One silences them, saying, My creatures are perishing and you are ready to sing? The children of Egypt and the children of Israel are all beloved children of God. So how do we combat racism and oppression without becoming bitter, self-righteous judges? How do we stand up to Pharaoh without becoming close-hearted and gloating when oppressors fall? How do we acknowledge systems that benefit us at the expense of others without our chariots getting bogged down in shame? What new way forward breaks through the polarities of people stuck on either side of an impenetrable cloud? What we need is a higher view, a different plane from which to view the cloud from above. Ram Dass used to say that we operate on a plane called reality, where we work, pay bills, tend family members, daily life. There is, however, another plane, the plane of the absolute, the transcendent, the Holy One, the plane of God. From the plane of the absolute, the plane of daily reality assumes its proper place and weight. When we befriend the plane of God and live from it, we are set free. We can then go back and forth and interact between the two planes and address daily life, even injustice, from a place of life-giving peace and deep wholeness. Everyone on every side of the cloud has seen it once from this divine plane. We see all the children of God, all needing liberation, compassion, forgiveness, 
freedom. Those on either side and both sides of the cloud of oppression are beloved and embraced toward wholeness, toward the evolution of the whole human race into one family of God. So we have compassion for ourselves and practice self-forgiveness on our imperfect journey toward justice. We have compassion on those still waking up to their complicity with injustice, those who think they are only on the sunshine side of the cloud, those who have not yet acknowledged the quicksand of systemic racism in which we are all mired. In closing, I share with you another metaphor A thread of divine loving essence runs through everything. Poet William Stafford said it this way in his poem, The Way It Is. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. Dear people of the thread, amidst plagues of COVID-19, wildfires and racism, the confusion of being on both sides of the cloud, we have a unique calling. We are called to see and be the thread, that divine reality that runs through everything. The awareness of the thread It's the most precious gift we have to give our world right now. The thread is who we truly are and what sustains us. We weave it through prayer and meditation, through city council and school board meetings, through conversations on race and privilege, through our actions to help those whose lives have been upended. This thread weaves together absolute love, and the world as it is, with all its injustices and suffering and uncertainty. Our presence as a thread changes every meeting we attend, conversation we have, and action we take. We are strands of hope and healing. We mirror the thread residing in others, the thread which alone changes hearts and minds which changes unjust systems. The thread sews us all together with humility and compassion on our shared journey toward a promised land of justice and wholeness. We never let go of the thread. Amen.
We believe in God, who longs for us to gaze and wonder all around us. We believe in Christ, who continually offers resurrection life, so we might see ourselves and the world differently. We believe in Holy Spirit, who both comforts and disturbs us. This we believe. Amen. Holy One present with us, we pray for calm as we watch orange suns cross our skies behind seemingly endless smoke. We pray for those that have lost so much and those that risk everything to fight the fires all over our beautiful state. We pray for patience as we long to hug our loved ones siloed in different social bubbles than we are, and that we may again come together and hug and kiss. We pray for justice and dignity and equity for all who continue through the generations to fight being dehumanized by oppression, putting their bodies on the line. We pray for your good green planet spirit of life 
that Lebanon may know hope even in its destruction, that Belarus may know peace even in its political turmoil, that all your precious children may know your presence everywhere. In other words, Holy One, we pray your peace, your love, and your wholeness be our guide and the light that will never be overcome no matter what form the darkness takes. In the name of the one who also walked this complex and convoluted human path, we pray. Amen. Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
with a budding awareness that we live on both sides of the cloud of injustice. We are called as children of Israel and children of Egypt to see and be who we really are, beloved children of God, clear-eyed strands of hope and healing, able to grow justice and wholeness together. of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen.